Welcome back, Martin. Thanks, Akina. Well, it's great to have you back. And um, uh, just looking at, uh, there's been so much happening, uh, but uh, let's get straight into it. The combined value of Apple, ExxonMobil and Google has been lost by the world's struggling mining economy. That's huge. This is huge. Now, you know, since 2011, the value of the mining stocks in the stock exchange has lost $1.4 trillion. And that those who do these calculations say is equal to the value of Apple, the combined value of Apple, ExxonMobil, and, you know, the the company uh, Alphabet that uh, controls Google. So that drives home just how decimated, you know, our mining industry is. And we look, of course, at Anglo-American itself, our own one, which is so close, and how, you know, that has lost like 90% of its value. And then you go to the biggest of all, BHP Bulletin, also you know, severely wounded in, in this uh, downturn. And you look at Rio Tinto, the most gung-ho of them, still pushing out iron ore like Saudi Arabia pushes out oil, you know, beginning to look like a, a dinosaur, you know, dying on its feet. And it's it's uh, its top man, uh, they, they're calling for a new CEO now because, uh, you know, once the pressure arrives like that, uh, it's, it's, it's harsh on these big CEOs. And then Vale of Brazil, the other big one, not only hit by the terrible economy of Brazil and the huge political problems of Brazil, but also as it's listed on the stock exchange, you know, its shares absolutely decimated and looking to sell off a lot of its big iron ore ships that were the pride of the industry because it not only mine, but it did all the logistics as well. So <clears throat> every time, you know, that devaluation takes place in the currency, the Chinese currency, we have this huge wobbling of the market, not only their stock exchange problems, which are mainly internal, but when that currency falls, <clears throat> you can see a lot of problems in the stock markets throughout the world, which prompted, you know, one of the columnists that looks at this every week uh, from the Financial Times to say, by any measure, this is probably the worst start to a year that uh, the stock markets have had since records began. Mm, certainly has been hectic. But um, just looking at, uh, and unfortunately, it's still a depressing picture that's being painted here. Yeah. Yet another diamond mine closing. And mines are really coming you know, under pressure and uh, going under the auction hammer around the world. Yeah, and you know, you don't think of auctioning mines, but when they start auctioning mines, you can see they want a change fast. <laughs> they want it to happen now. And we see Anglo-American, you know, which is closest to us now, wanting to auction a niobium mine and a phosphate mine in, in South America. And it's moved on it very quickly since announcing that it would do so at the end of the year. We see that bids have to be in uh, by uh, mid-year. We see some names coming up of interested parties, but we're sure that probably there's going to be a schizophrenia here because niobium, you know, is used um, in jet engines and, and to have lightweight steel in cars and phosphates is very different. And they want to try and sell them together as a package. So I'm sure the fertilizer people will come in for the phosphates. Niobium, there has been a talk of uh, companies close to us that are, are looking at that. But we'll see what the outcome is, and it's going to be pretty quickly because Anglo-America wants to report a lot of its sales before uh, <coughs> uh, the end of February when it reports again. And then another diamond mine, this time closer to home, Darmshire, the mine uh, in, in um, uh, Botswana. 
being put on care and maintenance. That follows the Snap Lake closure in Canada. Snap Lake Mine had never had a chance to even make a profit because there are problems in the diamond industry. And we can see that word beneficiation in our local area. You know, Botswana tried to add value to diamonds. It's not as easy as it looks, particularly in these this downturn. You know, you can have them polished at home, but do you are you able to sell them at the prices that you thought you would? People all causing calling for lower prices of polished diamonds. They say the rough diamonds are too high in price and the same in in Namibia. So a lot of tension in the industry at the moment. And um, speaking about this, former President Khalima Mutlante, uh, he's come out, called for an efficient collective solution to the problems of South Africa's battered mining industry. Yes, the the former president, Kalema Matlante, he's been very close to the mining industry. You know, his late father worked for Anglo-American. His two brothers worked for Anglo-American. He was a unionist for many, many years. And when he went into politics, he also kept in touch with mining. In fact, during the crisis of the five-month platinum strike, he then put together, you know, government business and labor and worked out a framework so that there wouldn't be so much violence and he dealt with them over a long period of time and he's got a fantastic insight and he's saying we should use this as an opportunity now to really rebuild materially this industry but have a time frame like we had with the World Soccer Cup. Give ourselves a deadline and a proper time frame. He's saying, look how well we did with the Soccer World Cup. We had all those targets to meet. We ticked every box. We must do the same thing. Business, labor, and industry must come together and now do the same thing, realizing that we've got to be competitive. And in order to be competitive worldwide, when this upturn comes back, we need to modernize. And to modernize now, we must look around at what's done in the rest of the world. And he's saying, you know, that co-determination basis that Germany works on, which has labor in the supervisory board. Why don't we look at that? Because it works so well for them. You never have German labor making huge demands during downturns. But mm. then they accelerate their demands during the upturns because they, they got this huge insight into these business. And we need that trust deficit to go. So he's advocating a sort of a co-determination type approach that's in Germany. And he's saying, look at how the Swedish uh, government could take in those migrants from Syria. Because they knew how many jobs were available. They knew that they could train these people up because they're continually monitoring what skills they need. Uh, business is feeding into them their, their modernization program, what skills they will need. And then they've got massive training processes there so they can do that. Maybe we should follow that in our modernization of our South African mining industry, which is really struggling at the moment. Well, Martin, thanks for that. Great to have you back. Martin Kremer is the publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly.